excuse me, we've been finishing a series here on our identity in Christ, and I give special props there to Jose, who reminded us, good morning, saints, who are saints, redeemed, justified, saved, freed, children of God, bondservants of Christ in the body of the church of Christ. Amen, amen. Um, I've thought of putting together a, a uh, all of these things we've looked at here on our identity that we could say each morning or that, that you could say each morning as you wake up. Remind yourself of who you are. And those have been uplifting, encouraging messages. I feel we're in need of encouragement. We're in need of being uplifted. We're in need of fixing our eyes on eternity and on our heavenly reward and upon God's eternal kingdom because things in this world are getting getting nasty, getting dangerous, they're getting uh, discouraging. And I thought this morning we'd spend just a moment and talk about some of those things in our country. We're urged to pray for our country. In 1 Timothy 2.1, we know the verse, I urge you first of all for prayers and petitions to be made on behalf of kings, rulers, all who are in authority, that we may lead a godly and dignified life. That's, Paul tells us they're the first responsibility of the church is we must be praying for our rulers and our country. Um, I think our country's in trouble, folks. We're two months into a new administration, and things have changed so rapidly, so in such a dangerous way. And it's kind of like, I know a lot of us are just saying, I don't even want to hear about it. I don't want to think about it. I want to tune out the news. Um, I just, it's too disheartening and discouraging and it's kind of like we'd rather just kind of throw in the towel for a little bit or just bury our heads in the well we don't want to bury our heads in the sands but that's what we've been doing let me just fill you in on a few things here that have happened that are so concerning you know that there's there's the um there's the obvious concerns of cancel culture that has just gotten out of control people looking at you know old tweets from years ago than which you might have said something we have a good friend in our in our Tuesday night uh, group as we get together and we've been studying our con- the constitution and its effect how we as Christians should be living and uh, one of the members there his sister is a school teacher and she was concerned about the equality act and wrote a personal email to some friends and somehow it got out got posted on Facebook she was called into HR she could be in trouble because she voiced her concern about the Equality Act. What's the Equality Act? If you don't know, this is an extremely dangerous piece of legislation that is uh, coming out and, and we hope does not get passed in the Senate. Um, Biden would sign it. The House will pass it. We hope the Senate can block it. But essentially what it does is it gives uh, gays, lesbians, transgendered people all the same rights that were that currently now are given to people, uh, minorities like racial minorities, in in uh, jobs, in housing, in employment, all these things. And there are no exemptions, as I understand it, for the church. What would this mean? It mean churches would be required under churches would be required under law to allow transgenders to use whatever bathroom they want in your church, to be involved in the child care. Uh, in your church, to uh, not be discriminated against in any form of employment in your church, in your Christian school, in your ministry, in in uh, charitable organizations, it's like a direct uh, direct attack on our religious 
freedoms and liberties and balancing, dare we say, you know, trying to balance what do we do like with LGBT people in our, in our country now with the religious freedom uh, to practice our religion of Christians and so forth. I mean, it just, bam, puts it uh, no longer a balance. It puts it squarely bullseye on us. They can do whatever they want. There's the cancel culture. There's the Equality Act. I mean, goodness, there's uh, right away things that should matter to us. Canceling all these jobs in our state here. Uh, Ford just announced this week that they're shutting down a $900 million plant and sending it to Mexico now. Thousands of American auto workers will be put out of work. The Keystone Pipeline. Why have gas prices gone shot up here in the last two months? Well, the first day in office, uh, the Keystone Pipeline was canceled. The first day of the new administration, the Keystone Pipeline was canceled. On and on and on. Some of these things should deeply concern us as Christian people. All right? As Christian people. But then there's things that ought to concern us as Americans, no matter which side you're on here. And it's awfully easy to let everything become political, isn't it? It's awfully easy to want uh, this current administration to fail. And, and I hope that these policies of the cancel culture, the Equality Act, these, some of their energy policies, employment policies, some of their tax policies. I mean, they passed this huge, huge, huge COVID bill. And then a week later, they say, ah, now we're going to have to raise taxes. And all, and, and all these things that it's just, from my perspective, as a conservative, just things that are terribly undermining our economic future, and as a Christian, terribly undermining our freedom. But then there's some things that, no matter which side you're on of the political aisle, whether you're Democrat, Republican, whether you're on the liberal side or, or the conservative side, um, policies that are and things that are happening that are going to be tough for all of us as Americans. And I speak of our foreign policy. My goodness, what has happened just recently? We have a huge, huge crisis at our border. And, and thousands and tens of thousands of people that, that thought our border was closed under the Trump administration have now believed that our border is open and are coming here into our country from all over and overwhelming our southern border, overwhelming our facilities, overwhelming our ability to process uh, any, anyone coming. And, and all the concerns we had about, you know, the kids in cages and all that four years ago, oh my goodness, we're way beyond that now. We're way beyond that. We have a crisis. It's a, human, it's a humanitarian crisis. It's a human trafficking crisis. It, keep in mind, these things are controlled by cartels. No one gets through that Mexican border on the Mexican side without at least some cartel uh, allowing it to do it. And the, it's a humanitarian crisis. We have this, you know, Trump was hard on China, and we've begun new negotiations with China. What happened this week? The first of the negotiations, China sat there and lectured America on our human rights violations. China, a country that had just shut down the democracy movement in, in uh, Hong Kong, that has concentration camps for the Uyghur uh, Muslim population in China, that, that has the social credit score, lecturing us on our human rights situation. And our country just sat there and took it. They just sat there and listened as we were humiliated on this. Uh, Putin, uh, Putin from Russia uh, challenging Joe Biden to a, a public debate 
after uh, Biden criticized him and said we're not going to put up with things, Putin says, well, I'll debate you about whether or not I've done those things. And challenging him to a public debate that the world could watch, knowing knowing that he would eat Biden's lunch because Biden, you know, just is he mentally there? Is he able to do that? Is he able to? And our, our enemies are sensing weakness. And this is, the world is a dangerous place. And our enemies are sensing weakness. And then yesterday, as you probably saw Joe, Joe Biden walking up to Air Force One, stumbling three times, falling on the stairs three times. And it's like, I don't know, you know, there's funny memes out there on Twitter that are kind of humorous and you chuckle at. But my goodness, friends, the world's a dangerous place. Our enemies must be licking their chops. Our enemies are perceiving weakness. And we are first, at, we're, we're first Christians. But before we're Democrats or Republicans or before we, we, we may get excited that, you know, the, the, an opposing political party is not looking good or their policies aren't looking good, we need to step back and be less divided, excited that, boy, the Democrat guy didn't look good, and more like, well, does the American president look good? I know I still have friends who say, have told me that they, they do not accept Joe Biden's our president. Um, they, they believe Trump is going to still be in office here soon again. He's going to come back. Come on, folks. He is our president. We do not, I do not, I can't think of hardly any policy he has that I support. But I don't want America to be perceived, and I don't want our enemies to perceive us as weak and to move upon us. It's a dangerous time. It's a dangerous time. We need to pray that our country come together as Americans before a crisis, be it at the border, be it with China, be it with Russia, be it with Venezuela, be it with North Korea. All of these people that don't like us are perceiving, I think, great weakness. And we need to pray for our country. We need to pray, you know, at the root of all of this, at the root of all of these things going on, we need to remember that, that God, at the root of our country, our country has been in the midst for the last several generations of changing gods, changing religion. Our country was founded on the Christian religion, no doubt about it. Now, you might say, was it in the Constitution? Well, kind of, yes. I mean, they did declare the date, the year of our Lord. Uh, they signed the Constitution. They signed the Declaration, the year of our Lord. And we do see our rights as inalienable coming to us from God in the Declaration of Independence, which is laid down the philosophical framework of who, our, who we were as an American people. And we have been a religious people. Overwhelmingly, the, the Constitution, the Declaration, these early documents, they were all written in the context that we are a Christian people. We weren't a secular people. We weren't Muslims. We weren't Buddhists or Hindus. We were Christian people. And these documents and our founding and our national, uh, our history needs to be understood in light of that. But over the last uh, several, you know, since the 50s, 60s, whenever, We've been changing. We've become, we have been becoming a secular nation. Still, the majority of people here would claim to be Christian. 
Many of us understand the implications of that in, in culture and public policy, and many who would claim to be Christian are just going the way of, of uh, secularism. But at the root of where we are as a country, at the root of it, really is, are we as a people going to be a nation that fears God, trusts in the Lord, seeks to honor God? Or are we going to be a nation that, that is humanistic, a nation that's secular, a nation that says, uh, you know, God, we just keep him in a little, little segment there on Sunday morning for whoever wants it. But as a people, we, are, we trust in ourselves. As a people, we are smart enough, educated enough, rich enough, powerful enough that we don't really need God. That's the fundamental question in our country today. This is why we pray more than anything for revival. To be honest, that praying that Joe Biden doesn't trip as he walks up the stairs and that America can, can project enough strength that our enemies are not encouraged to move upon us, or to pray that, that some of these, uh, uh, th th this Quality Act, some of these economic issues, uh, all these crises were, that are coming upon us, uh, these are just symptoms of the much deeper issue of will we be a nation that's honoring God or not. And so, brothers and sisters, you and I, more than, I mean, we, we're more important than we realize. Sometimes we feel helpless. I know I do. In, in D.C. now, it's like, um, you know, the power is, is firmly in the hands of the Democratic Party, and the Democratic Party seems to be firmly in the hands of the political left. And it can make you feel helpless. It can make you feel that no matter what, what we do, we... No matter how we vote, uh, it, it's helpless. But we have prayer. We have prayer. And we must turn to prayer. And we must believe in prayer. And, and indeed, maybe God's just going to teach the church that uh, prayer is necessary and powerful. You know, people tell us that uh, we live in a world where it's like everything's political now. You know, you, you watch, uh, I don't watch them, but if you watch the Grammys or Emmys or whatever was up, it's all political. Um, gas prices, political, um, school, political, sports, political. Everything's become political. And why is that? Because the political left, this is their religion. Politics is the religion of secularism. Let me say this again. Politics is the religion of secularism. Do I believe everything's political? I think everything's spiritual. I think everything's spiritual. Everything, I don't look to government as the ultimate and say politics is everything. I look to God as the ultimate and say God is everything. And politics is subservient or must be subservient to God. If there's no God, politics is the highest power. But we have a higher power, and that's God. And so even when it seems like the political far left has taken over and has prevailed in terms of their religion of government has the power, we have a greater power and we appeal to him and we appeal to him in prayer. We stand up as patriots. We stand up as Americans. We exercise our First Amendment rights loud and proud. We exercise our right to freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom of press. We exercise these rights. All right? And I want to encourage you. You have rights, inalienable rights, guaranteed to us by our government. Live them out. Don't cower in intimidation and fear. But we have a higher power that we appeal to. 
our, our power that we appeal to is higher than the government, higher than the Constitution, higher than the presidency, the Senate, higher than the Supreme Court. We see the ultimate supreme being. Our appeal is to the supreme being. And we cry out to him for our country. And our country, let's face it, we are, we're facing, we're two weeks, two months into a new administration. And already the changes are, have been just shocking. All right. I've spoken a little long. Let's go ahead and let's cry out to God because he's the one to whom we must pray. Father in heaven, we pray to you today for our nation. We, we feel, Father, in our own strength, helpless. We feel like the, the political power has been uh, captured by the, the far left. We believe, Lord, that things that they believe about you and about us are alarming, are shocking. Some of the legislation proposed and being passed, being written and being passed uh, by the House or, or uh, the President's offered to sign, we pray it would fail in the Senate. We pray today, Lord, this Equality Act would fail. We pray, Father, that some of these policies that are coming would fail. We pray, Father, for our nation that, that uh, we, we, Lord, that our enemies seem to be being emboldened emboldened China to stand there and say the things they said about us, for Russia to, Putin to publicly want to debate Biden and, and Lord, the, his health and his mental health and his physical health seeming to be uh, deteriorating before our eyes. Lord, we pray for our country. We pray for our president. We pray, Lord, for our nation. Father, our first prayer is that your will would be done. We confess we confess, Lord, that, that whether we have wanted to do this or not, Lord, it breaks my heart things that have happened in our nation in the last few decades. And I feel like I've stood against them and spoken against them and done what I can. And yet, Father, I live in a country, we live in a country that has steadily marched away from you now for 40, 50 years. It's steadily been on a path of secularism, of, not, of trusting in us trusting in our wealth, trusting in our knowledge, our universities, trusting in our power, our military power. Lord, we've become proud. We've become proud. And so many, uh, whether they say it with their words or just say it by their silence, feel that we don't need you. And others are even more bold to say that religion, Christianity, is the problem. Christianity has been, must be uh must be rooted out. It must be silenced. It must lose its power. Father, we confess that this is the world we've lived in. It grieves our heart. We acknowledge, Lord, that we feel, <clears throat> like I said, often feel powerless. And so we come to you today. We pray to God. We believe, Lord, that you are the ultimate power. We believe that you are greater than the <clears throat> government, greater than the president, you're greater than the Congress, the Senate. You're greater than the court. You're greater than the media, the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS, all of these, Lord. You're greater than all of them. You're greater and more powerful than Zuckerberg or Dorsey and Twitter and Facebook and all of these things. You are, you're, these, these are just a drop in the bucket to you. They're like dust in the scales. They're just men. They'll come and they'll be gone. They will one day face you in judgment. They're going to bow to you. They're, they're not ruler over you. 
You're their judge, the judge of their eternal soul. We think, Lord, you're more powerful than all the celebrities, producers, moguls in Hollywood. You're more powerful than the wealthiest hedge fund managers or whoever on Wall Street. You are the Almighty God. And we, we think, Lord, of how in our country, it's so easy to think these are the people with the power. But Lord, help remind us today that those of us who have the ear of God, those of us who have the ear of God, we, we move the hand that moves the world. You hear our prayers, and we thank you for that. We come to you, Lord, in our heart, our heart crying out to you. Oh, God, we ask you to arise. Oh, God, we, we've been praying for revival in our land. We pray for it. Raise up mighty evangelists and prophets, we pray. Raise up people who will call our nation back to you. I pray the people of America that would respond. Lord, I pray the people of America would respond in humility and faith. Lord, I pray today, as we talked even the other day, St. Patrick's Day, how you used that man, Patrick, years ago. He went and, he, and you used him to lead the leaders of the clans and the powerful people of Ireland. And he was able to lead them to Christ. How we pray, Lord, for the powerful leaders of our country to humble themselves to humble themselves. Lord, they're so proud of their money. They're so proud of their power, so proud of their influence. I pray, oh God, they would humble themselves under the mighty hand of God. They would bow their knee. I pray this for our president. I pray this for our political leaders, our, our media leaders, our business leaders, our entertainment leaders, Lord, that they would bow the knee to God. We pray for conversions. We pray for repentance. We pray for salvations. Oh Lord, we, this is in your hands because it's, it's it, again, we feel like, what can we do besides pray to you? Help us, Lord, to have courage and boldness to speak up where we can, to be wise as serpents, innocent as, do, innocent as doves. Help us, Father, to be fruitful in your service. We pray, Lord, whether, and we ask you to do your will. We'd ask, Lord, for leaders in our country to turn to you, but maybe, Lord, uh, maybe you're, what you're doing is just a grassroots spread of the gospel. However you do it, we pray the gospel go forth. We pray that the churches in America, the pastors in America, the Christians in America, their eyes would be open. They'd be wise. They'd, the pastors would lead us well. They'd speak well. They would guide us in, in right behavior in these difficult times. Lord, we want to pray for the peace and safety of our country. We pray, Father, we can feel, I know we can feel like, uh, uh, what's the word, we can feel above, like, like no one could really hurt us, Lord. And we know they can. Lord, 15 people, on, or 19 people on 9-11 took down the World Trade Towers and attacked the Pentagon. It's 19 people. We know, Lord, there are foreign governments, they must be licking their chops and seeing weakness over here, and seeing division in our country, seeing that we're, we're divided against one another seeing our president portraying mental and physical weakness. Father, we pray today, we pray today for our nation to be protected by your hand from, from foreign enemies. We'd ask for this. We don't deserve it, Lord, and maybe it's your will to bring a judgment upon us. But we'd ask, Lord, for protection, your protecting hand upon us. These are our prayers. Lord, use us today as the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Help us to be wise Help us to be bold, courageous. We pray, raise up courageous men and women, wise women. Make us persuasive, 
Make us persuasive. We ask, Lord, again, for revival in our land. We pray for our country. Lord, we don't want to have an arrogance to think that we're the only show in town. But, Father, we do trust, we do, we do ask for the advance of the gospel. And we do believe you would use our country in this and ask you would. And we pray you would restore our freedoms, protect our freedoms, and protect, protect our prosperity, that we might be a blessing to others. Not that we might just bless ourselves, but that we might be a blessing to others. This is our prayer. But ultimately, Father, your will be done. That's our prayer, that your will will be done with our country and with us. We submit to it. We're your bondservants. What you choose is what we'll gladly accept. Give us the strength and courage, whatever that may be. And we pray these things today and bless you with all of our heart. We give you praise. Again, we remind ourselves you're greater, you're on your throne, you do your will, you will accomplish your purposes, and this is what we ask for. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen and amen. Kind of a sober message today. Uh, we, we, you know, normally here, as you know, we've been studying the Bible and talking about how we can be better Christians, and we need to be in this cancel culture. We need to be people who are known for our goodness, our good deeds, known for the truth, known for our kindness, known for our love, known for our righteousness. And if we're going to suffer, let it be for being righteous. Amen? If we're going to suffer, let it be because we are righteous, not because we are unrighteous. And so this, we're wanting to be better, stronger Christian people, get our message out better, articulate it better. We need to be people of prayer. We are in dangerous times. I've avoided some of these current events for a while, but I just kind of felt like the dam broke loose today. We've got to talk about some of these things and pray about them. Amen? These are important things. Thanks for joining me today. God bless you. Help pass around the word of this. Tomorrow we'll pray for the churches of America because, again, if we're going to see revival in our land, the churches have got to be involved. The churches have got to be awake. And so we'll pray for that. Invite your pastor to join us if you want. We'll be praying for him. And uh, you don't have to watch at 8.30. I'll be back here at 8.30, but you can watch later in the day. Help spread the word to your friends, family, small group, church members, social media, etc. Let's grow our group because we need to be awake and we need to be praying and we need to be people of God's word. All right. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.